Hello, everyone, and welcome back to True Time. When you look back at being 12 years old, the odds are you remember it as a more simple time spent playing with friends. But for the three 12-year-olds in today's case, their memories are much darker. This is the story of Peyton Leitner and the Slender Man Stabbing. Everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is Avery. And my name is Dylan. And welcome to True Time. Welcome back, because we know you guys come back every week. <laughs> I love it. We are super excited for today's case. Uh, yes, you are. Well, I don't know what it's... Yeah, yeah I said <laughs> we, like he knows yet. what's going on. Yeah. I'm excited. You're going to be excited, too. Today's case is a pretty big one. I'd say it's one of the biggest ones I've spent time researching and covering yeah you said you wrote a lot yes so (laughs) be ready it's a lot of information but it's truly a story that's unbelievable well that's exciting yeah (laughs) so we hope you guys are having a good week a good start to the week yeah depends on when you're listening yeah but this does drop on a monday so if you're a true true listener true true time listener (laughs) But do we want to give any updates on life? Okay. Maybe a hint. A hint. Wink, wink. We did leave you guys on a cliffhanger last week. (laughs) Yeah, we did. After we updated you on our Amsterdam travels, we said that we had planned our next trip. We did. And we've been doing even more planning with it, so it's even better now. Yeah, we talk about it every single day. Not every day, pretty much every hour. Yeah, also true. <laughs> Do you want to tell them? Mm, I, I'll I'll sprinkle on some salt. Sprinkle <laughs> on some salt. Okay. I won't really give the whole the whole dinner, but I'll give them the seasoning. You know. Okay. So we're going on a boat. <laughs> Not telling you how big the boat is. We're going on a cruise. <laughs> yeah so we are going on a cruise we are so excited it was pretty spontaneous i would say very we've talked about it a little bit but yeah not even like very seriously no no we thought like oh that would be a good way to see a couple countries at once yeah check off some check or check off some boxes yeah and dylan's never been on a cruise i've not so it's something we've talked about maybe a handful of times but we'd made a joke while we were in Amsterdam about maybe doing our next trip to Greece. Yeah. And not really a joke. It was pretty serious. It was more serious, but the context it was in was like, hmm, should we save up money oh, and yeah, go on yeah. a trip or should we spend it on something else? But yeah. So pretty much like the day after we got back, I started Googling some stuff and pretty much found our dream cruise. Yeah, she was uh, just messaging me while I was at work. Yeah, I was so excited. Showing me all these deals on cruises. So whenever I got home, we did a little more research, changed up the plans a little bit, and then booked a cruise. So very exciting. We'll give more details later on because there's still a good chunk of time before we, I mean, there's a month before we go. 
Yeah. We just wanted to let you guys know a little bit, but we don't want to talk about it too much. Otherwise, every single week leading up to the cruise, we'll talk about it too much yeah, and you guys will be tired be of way it. Too much, so. so we're just letting you guys know now and then <laughs> we'll give you more information yeah. later. Yeah. So we're super excited about that. That's a it's a big one for us. Yeah. It's definitely gonna be one of the I think most fun things we've ever done together. A hundred percent. But yeah, so if you've been on a cruise let us know what your favorite things were to do and what you liked about it because we've been pretty much planning and watching ton of YouTube videos every oh, yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other updates, Kai Kaiser. Oh, sweet Kai. He's getting bigger by the minute. Yes, he's absolutely adorable. He is. We've been taking him on walks. Mm-hmm. Just got back from a walk trying to teach him how to walk with a leash on yeah he likes to be carried on the walk <laughs> yeah but it's still a good thing he likes being out and about and exploring mm-hmm. he just likes He's not to good be at walking yeah yeah he'd rather shove his face in plants is pretty much the conclusion yeah <laughs> but He's doing good mm-hmm. he plays all the time and he's super cuddly oh yeah so it's been so much fun yeah he loves love yeah all the time yeah until he decides to be absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes into full crazy boy mode. Mm-hmm. And then he'll crash and then come to us. <laughs> <laughs> but he's super happy, healthy, and we're just having a good time with him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we're enjoying the nice weather and getting ready for summer and our travels. So that's pretty much all that's been going on. That is, yeah. Pretty simple lifestyle right now. Yeah. Well, I do have something a little bit different to talk about now. Okay. Something we haven't really done before. Okay. Is I have an update on a case that we've covered. Okay. But it's not a case that's happened recently that we've covered. It actually happened, like the case happened a little while ago and was kind of pretty much left cold. Okay. But it's solved now. Is this the one from South America? No, not the hikers. Uh, That would be a good one. Yeah. No. But this one actually is very interesting, okay? Okay. So as I was researching for today's case, I was reading through a New York Times article that's linked down below, gathering information. And when I got to the bottom of the article, my eyes got really big and I was shocked. So one of the cases that we have talked about was left fairly unresolved. I'm getting there. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't listened to this case I'm about to talk about yet, I recommend you definitely go listen now because it's truly a story (laughs) with a lot of important life lessons. Patience being one of them. (laughs) So the case I'm talking about is the Brittany Drexel case we did for episode number 23. The spring break. Oh, Yes. In Miami. Myrtle Beach. Oh. Oh. Why did I think Miami? M's Beaches. It's okay. okay. It was All in right. South Carolina. Yes. Yeah. I remember. She was a high school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And her mom told her not to go. She went. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> just a quick, more well-rounded summary for all of you, if you maybe haven't heard it yet or don't remember. She was a 17-year-old girl named Brittany Drexel, and she was from Rochester, New York, when she went missing on her spring break trip while in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 
The heartbreaking part of this story is that her mother had no idea she had gone to South Carolina. When Brittany had originally asked to go, her mom said no because it was too far and she didn't know the friends she would have been going with. But once she went missing, police were never able to find her or her remains. And when they tried to follow leads, most of their information wasn't very reliable. Isn't this uh, the case where her boyfriend did tell her mom, like, right yeah. when she didn't reply? Yeah, because they were texting back and forth while yeah. she was walking home and yeah. or back to her hotel. And when she quit responding, he immediately went to her mom. Yeah, that's yep. a, yeah, I remember that. He was, that was awesome. Yeah. So now a 62-year-old man named Raymond Moody, who is a registered sex offender, has been charged with kidnapping sexually assaulting and murdering Brittany. Oh, gosh. He admitted to killing Brittany and told the police where he had buried her. Police found Brittany's remains in a town called Harmony Township in South Carolina, just 40 miles south of Myrtle Beach. Her DNA and dental records were proof that they were her remains. That's so sad. I know. Ah, that's terrible. After 13 years, Brittany's family can now end their search and begin fighting for her justice. Gosh. So if you want to read the rest of the article, I will have it linked below. I just wanted to share that with all of you. That's so sad. Yeah. And it wasn't, that name was not mentioned in the past case. Mm -hmm. We didn't know who had done it. They thought her remains were long gone, maybe in an alligator pit somewhere. Yeah, that's what I remembered. They like people had seen her all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so none of that was true. All of that was lies, basically. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, but that's very sad. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. But at least her family can have that closure. Yeah, you know, and begin yeah. to like move on to the next chapter mm-hmm. of her story. Yeah. But yeah, I was shocked. Like I was just scrolling, researching this case and I saw her picture and I was like, wait, what? Like, what are the odds? And it's officially been closed. That is good for the family, but that's oh, yeah. a sad ending. It is. It is a sad ending. Yeah. But yeah, so just wanted to let you guys know, keep you posted on things I find. But with that, are you ready to get into this week's case? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So our case this week begins on May 31st, 2014 in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Peyton Leitner was a positive and fun-loving 12-year-old girl at the time. She was an animal lover and enjoyed things most girls do at that age. Peyton was also a very good friend. When she was in the fourth grade, Peyton noticed a girl named Morgan Geyser, who was relatively quiet and kept to herself since she didn't have any friends. Peyton decided to get to know her, and the two quickly became best friends, and they would have, quote, sleepovers together, play outside, and draw, end quote, according to abcnews.go.com. Over the next two years, their friendship would be filled with a lot of laughs and good times since Morgan was described as extremely imaginative and would always tell good jokes. By the time the girls were in sixth grade, things began to change. 
A new girl named Anissa Wire had started going to their middle school, and she ended up becoming good friends with Morgan. With it being middle school, this was about the time and age that friend groups and cliques typically start forming, and Morgan and Anissa were considered to be outsiders and didn't really get along well with others. It really is upsetting how easily kids this age can become alienated from their peers, but that is just the reality of the situation in this case, so I just wanted to give you all of the details. So Peyton was still friends with Morgan, but she didn't care for Anissa that much since when they would all hang out, Anissa was described as being cruel towards Peyton. Peyton ultimately felt that Anissa was just most likely jealous that Morgan was friends with the both of them, So Peyton began to try to walk away from her friendships with the two of them because she knew it wasn't a healthy situation. Morgan and Anissa spent a lot of time together since they both lived in the same apartment complex together and would ride the same bus to school, according to abcnews.go.com. So they lived at Morgan and, or I'm sorry, Peyton and Anissa lived in the same apartment? Morgan and Anissa. Oh, so I was right the first. Morgan and Anissa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, you're good. The two girls also became extremely intrigued by something they had learned about on the internet together, and this would end up consuming their thoughts and the time they spent together. While exploring the internet, the girls came across a site called Creepypasta Wiki. For those of you who might not know what a creepypasta is, it's essentially online scary stories that are written like they actually happened and may even contain pictures. When did we talk about that? I feel like in the podcast we talked about that. Creepypasta. I think it was the Reddit. Oh, it was the Reddit. I don't know if we actually talked about it in the podcast. I think we talked about it outside of the podcast. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, I just learned what creepypasta was as well. So Yeah. <laughs> so creepypastas are basically just fiction stories meant to sound like nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Each story is unique and meant to sound believable And through the popularity of creepypastas, online urban legends were created. For Morgan and Anissa, their searches led them to find the stories about Slenderman. Oh, that's a that's a creepy one. Mm -hmm. So Slenderman is probably one of the most famous and popular creepypasta stories out there. And there are a lot of different types of posts and stories about this character. Yeah, I mean, now there's movies, video games, everything on Slenderman. Yeah. So if you guys don't know who that is, Slenderman is described as this extremely tall, thin man who has a blank white face and wears a suit. Some descriptions claim he has these long tentacles or tendrils that come out from him and his back, and they're used to catch and strangle his victims. Mm Mm-hmm. The premise of most of the stories about Slenderman is that he typically targets children and feeds off of them. Mm -hmm. This character has been photoshopped in pictures to look like it's lurking in the woods behind children. And while some of the photos are pretty creepy and realistic looking, it's all just made up. Yeah, me and my friend in junior high used to watch stuff like that all the time. Mm -hmm. Like YouTube videos. Yeah. Like about chupacabras and about slender man and we would think that stuff's real yeah people actually are dedicated to making that stuff no i thought creepypastas before i knew what they were mm -hmm. were real yeah because i've watched youtube videos too it like plays like a narrator's reading these Mm -hmm. stories that were posted 
And I thought they were actual people's recounts of what they thought had happened to them. Whether I believed that they did or didn't, I thought the people genuinely believed this happened to them. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know where this had come from, but it's all entirely fake. Yeah. It's for entertainment purposes only. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, for the two 12-year-old girls, Slenderman was real, and they believed he was coming for them. Oh, no. From all of these stories these girls read through, they found one stating that Slenderman had a mansion in northern Wisconsin in the woods, and in order to go live there and be something along the lines of his servants, they would have to sacrifice someone so it wouldn't kill their families. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) These young girls really fed off of each other and couldn't be convinced otherwise. Peyton, on the other hand, was pretty uncomfortable with the story of Slenderman, and it really scared her. According to abcnews.go.com, she even had to ask her mom for reassurance that it wasn't real. She tried to show interest for the sake of her friends, but she just didn't like it, and when she tried to slowly remove herself, Morgan guilted her into staying friends with them. Peyton didn't want Morgan to lose friends, since she didn't really have many, so she stuck around. On May 30th, Morgan was having a small birthday party, and she invited Peyton and Anissa to celebrate. The girls spent the night roller skating at Skateland and enjoyed frozen yogurt after. Gosh, that takes me back. Really? Junior high, like, (laughs) going to the roller rink. You would do that? Oh, yeah. There was one right by us in Utah. Aww. (laughs) The smile on your face while you're saying that is really cute. Oh, yeah. Just rollerblade around and then go to the bouncy houses and stuff. Oh, that sounds like fun. Plain tag. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute reminiscing on your childhood. Oh, my gosh. All right. We had a roller skating rink, but nobody went to it. Hmm. I think I went to it once with some friends when I was like a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a place to go hang out. It was pretty popular in junior high. Mm. So, like, That's cool. It was huge, too. Mm. Like two stories. Oh, like, dang all these crazy bounce houses and things to play through and wow nice roller rink yeah hmm. well that's cool to know that it really was a thing because yeah. it wasn't for me so that's pretty cool hmm. so peyton had even brought over her american girl doll ready to spend the night playing with her friends at the sleepover mm-hmm. just kind of a normal 12 year old girl night when they returned home however something seemed a little strange Peyton was ready to stay up late playing with her friends, but Morgan wanted to go to bed straight away. Morgan typically always wanted to stay up late at sleepovers since she didn't get to do that normally, and with it being her birthday party, Peyton thought that would be the case that night. Mm -hmm. Despite Morgan's strange behavior, the girls went to sleep. The next morning when Peyton woke up, she was alone. Morgan and Anissa had already gotten up before her and were downstairs playing on the computer. The girls had a normal morning. They played dress up and had donuts for breakfast. And eventually, Morgan came up with a plan to go play at the park. Typically, Morgan wasn't allowed to go to the park without an adult, but her mother decided that since it was her birthday party and she had two friends to go with, it would be okay. This is just sounding like a recipe for something terrible. Yeah, it's getting there. Goodness. When they got to the park, the girls decided to go on a walk through the more wooded area and play hide-and-seek. 
As they were playing, Anissa and Peyton were trying to hide when Anissa told Peyton to lie down and try to cover herself with sticks and leaves. It was in that moment when Anissa shouted to Morgan, quote, go ballistic, end quote. Morgan then came out and began stabbing Peyton over and over with a kitchen knife she'd brought from home as she lay on the ground a total of 19 times. Oh my gosh. Morgan and Anissa then simply told Peyton to just lie there so she wouldn't lose blood as quickly and they would go get help for her. The heck? Peyton, still alive, but in total shock, physically and mentally, knew those girls were not going to come back with help as they left her lying on the ground. What? With true unbelievable strength, Peyton was able to stand up using the trees for support and began making her way towards help. This is, I don't even have words. Yeah, I know. They're 12 years old. Oh my gosh. That's scary. And they made like a for real plan. Yes. Like a good plan. An intense thought out plan. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so Peyton was able to make it out of the woods and found a large grassy area she could lie down in near the end of Big Bend Road, according to abcnews.go.com. Thankfully, a bicyclist had taken a different route than normal and he came across Peyton lying in the grass covered in blood. He immediately called 911 and with even more strength, Peyton told the man what happened to her, despite hardly being able to breathe or see. That's insane. For Officer Dan Klein, it was just a normal morning. He was actually out responding to a call that had come from the town's local video rental store. Outside of the store, there was a big sign that had a letterboard on it. It had originally said, Hot Hit Cell, but it had been vandalized by someone moving around a letter. The police officer found it pretty funny and was pulling out his phone to take a picture of it oh to send to his gosh. wife. But that's when he got the call on a radio that a 12-year-old girl had been found stabbed not far from where he was. So he immediately rushed to Big Bend Road and he was the first responder to arrive at the scene. As more police and the ambulance arrived, Peyton was going in and out of consciousness. But they were able to discover that two other 12-year-old girls named Morgan and Anissa had done this to her. Police were dispatched to their homes in an attempt to track them down, and Peyton was rushed to the hospital. Once Peyton got to the hospital, her mother arrived shortly after her. Her mother reassured her by saying, quote, you're going to be okay, it's going to be fine, end quote, but she was devastated to see her daughter covered in stab wounds all over her arms, legs, chest, and abdomen. Gosh. Not long after, Peyton was rushed into emergency surgery. According to abcnews.go.com, the stab wounds to her arms and legs had only damaged soft tissue, but two specific stab wounds to her chest and abdomen were extremely life-threatening. That's so terrible. One of the wounds was so deep that it had cut through her diaphragm, which damaged her liver and stomach, and the second wound had nearly penetrated one of her major arteries. Dr. John Keelman was the surgeon who operated on Peyton that day, and he said, quote, 
If the knife had gone the width of a human hair further, she wouldn't have lived, end quote. That's always crazy to hear. Like there's so many stories that you hear where people survived insane circumstances just because something missed by well and that's the thing think about the width of a human hair yeah like such a minuscule length the knife didn't end up reaching yeah how does the width of a human hair like exist like a stab wound it's just insane to me that's such a small amount it is it's like less than millimeters like that's crazy yeah but Her surgery lasted around six hours, and when she woke up, she immediately questioned if the police had found the girls. While the police were searching for the two girls, they had no idea where they could have gone after committing such a horrific crime against someone they considered a friend. They searched their homes and other nearby areas, but there were no signs of them. They had notified their families that they were missing and that their friend was injured in the hospital, but... Their parents really had no idea what had just unfolded a few hours prior. Yeah, to be a parent, to hear what your child just did, yeah, be in shock. Oh, for sure. Probably wouldn't believe the police, honestly. No, and the parents were kept in the dark for a really long time. They just oh, knew. Oh, they didn't tell them that their child. No, they just were told that their daughters were missing and that Peyton was in the hospital. Okay. So eventually, Anissa's mom actually ended up finding her cell phone, and on it was a goodbye message. So police were now aware these girls were essentially runaways, and they expanded their search. So they were trying to get to the Slenderman house. Yeah, that's literally where they were going after this. Gosh. After five hours, the two girls were found on the side of Interstate 94, about five miles from where they had stabbed Peyton. Just walking? Walking they were covered in dirt blood and the knife they used was still in one of their bags gosh morgan and anisa were immediately brought into the police station for questioning in the state of wisconsin there is a law that states individuals over the age of 10 can be tried as an adult in attempted murder cases according to crimemuseum.org i feel like that's really rare law It's pretty young. That is very young. So each girl was taken into a different room to be questioned without the supervision of their parents. They were read their Miranda rights, and if they agreed to not have a lawyer present, to sign the waiver. Both 12-year-old girls, most likely not even understanding much of what they were just told, signed, and the interviews began. In one of the ABC articles I have linked below... You can see the clips of these two girls being questioned, and I highly recommend you go watch them or look them up because it is honestly really eerie and hard to believe. I want to watch it. Yeah, I'll show you them after this. It's very uncomfortable to watch. (sighs) The demeanors of these girls after they had just tried to kill their friend is really just mind-blowing. When a detective began to talk to Anissa and explain that they knew what she had done to Peyton, her first response was to ask how far her and Morgan had walked because she wasn't very athletic and she was curious to know. (laughs) Yeah. Which just immediately reminds you that you're questioning Uh. a child. But a child that just tried to murder someone. 
Yeah. It's such a strange situation. Ay, ay, ay. In the videos, Anissa is definitely much more truthful about the series of events and showed more sympathy towards Peyton. However, Morgan showed no remorse. She asked questions like if she was going to be sent to prison or an insane asylum, and she tried to use big words and pretty much claimed Anissa had been the one to do everything, and she was just essentially there, or she would just say she couldn't remember what happened. Hmm. And when the detective asked her what she had done and if she knew why she was there, she straight up said, quote, I might as well just say it. We were trying to kill her, end quote. Ay, ay, ay. Like the way she says it, she's like, yeah, we were trying to kill her. Like, I'm just going to tell you. This reminds me of the scream murders. Yeah. Sort of. Not not fully the same, but. Yeah, they tried to say they weren't as guilty, but. Just two people who randomly found each other who are just out there yeah gone it is a it is a feed off each other yeah it's like what are the odds these two people in the world find each other yeah yeah so during the questioning though what the police would learn was absolutely shocking obviously the police began to try to figure out a motive as to why two 12 year old girls would do this to their friend and they both responded similarly that a man had made them do it. And that if they didn't do it, he would have killed their families. Police began to think that makes sense somewhat. These girls must have been groomed or under a horrible influence, and they immediately tried to get to the bottom of it to figure out who this man was. Mm -hmm. When asked who the man was, Anissa asked the detective questioning her if she had ever heard of Creepypasta Wiki. Both of the girls gave their stories about this man, and it was Slenderman. They explained that the reason they had to kill Peyton was so that he wouldn't kill their families. Mm-hmm. They both wanted to kill Peyton to prove to Slenderman that they were worthy to live with him in his mansion. <laughs> the even more shocking piece about this, they had been planning to murder Peyton for over six months. Gosh. They frequently talked about it, had code words for it, spent hours searching how to get away with murder and what criteria was considered to be legally insane, and they also checked out library books about crime scenes and the legal system. They were prepared. Well, they... uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about this stuff. I know. I know, there really, there are no words. So, their original plan was to murder Peyton in her sleep, since that's what they had learned would be the easiest to do online. And at Morgan's sleepover, when the girls went to bed early, Morgan's plan was to plug in a pair of her headphones to wear, so only she would wake up when the alarm on her iPad went off. But when the girls didn't wake up for it, they then created a backup plan to go to the park and try to murder her in a bathroom stall. Oh my gosh. So when the girls got to the park, they went into the bathroom and they noted there was a drain on the floor for her blood and they were going to try to get her on the ground somehow to make it easier. What the heck? Anissa said during her questioning that she actually tried to knock Peyton unconscious by hitting her head against the concrete wall 
which I don't know if that's true because I feel like Peyton would have wanted to leave after getting hurt like that. Yeah. But she said she did that. However, when that didn't work out, they created their final plan to go to the woods and play hide and seek. When Anissa was able to get Peyton to lay down, she gave Morgan the cue and Morgan was the one who did all of the stabbing. I can't even picture that in my head. Just watching like three little girls running around, two of them like you don't even know are just trying to murder her. Yeah. Like and like the I feel like what makes it even like scarier was how Anissa w- was saying like go ballistic. Yeah. I'm like I don't even what what 12 year old girl knows the word ballistic like that's scary like that word has always kind of creeped me out like going ballistic I don't know it just sounds weird to me like I, I think it's a weird word mm-hmm. but over and over in her the videos of the interviews like she's like yeah I told Morgan go ballistic and even um Peyton they yeah. did like a 2020 interview with her I'll have everything linked below she's like I don't know how old she was. It was 2019, so she was like... Five years old. Or, yeah, five years old. You said it happened in 2014. Yeah, so she would have been... Like 17, 17, 18. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Quick math on the podcast, not my strong suit. But she's like, oh, yeah, that that word ballistic does sound familiar. I think that is what they said right before they started stabbing me. Like, it's just... It's so weird to oh. me. I bet she never went to another sleepover in her life. Oh, yeah. She definitely would ruin took a long time to recover. Child. Oh, yeah. So a deeper look into the girls' lives before all of this showed serious red flags. Morgan had lots of drawings of Slenderman and notes about killing and death, along with Gosh. mutilated Barbie dolls found in her room. And her mom's just like, oh, it's just the phase. <laughs> well, a lot that is just like that was a big thing is like, you know, what could the parents have done? But they didn't know a lot of this was going on. And, you know, when kids are young, a lot of that stuff that was found, her mom had never seen it before. <sighs> so Anissa felt guilty that none of this would have happened if she hadn't originally told Morgan about creepypasta at all. Both girls were charged as adults in adult court. Morgan was charged with first-degree attempted intentional homicide, and Anissa was charged with being a party to second-degree attempted intentional homicide. Both girls underwent psychiatric evaluation to determine if either of them were facing any mental illnesses that could have led to this outcome. Morgan was diagnosed with early-onset schizophrenia, which Holy her gosh. father actually had himself. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a scary one. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of things with people who have schizophrenia where, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that's just scary. Yeah, it's, it's very terrifying. unpredictable person who a lot of the time just end up hurting mm-hmm. others. Yeah, so since her father had it, They actually showed a clip of him being interviewed talking about it. And the way he makes it sound is just really heartbreaking to like deal with that. Oh, like he was actually talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was interviewed for something with ABC, actually, like the Mm -hmm. odds, I think is what they said. And um, he talked about how like, you know, the devil isn't in your backseat 
but he is type of thing. And it's terrifying to live that way, Mm -hmm. to know that it's not real, but it 100% is real to you. Yeah. It's just really difficult. And it's very rare to be able to diagnose it in children. It comes out when you are much older. Yeah. So for such a young girl to be struggling with mental illness this way, it's, it's it's definitely a difficult situation. Mm-hmm. And as for Anissa, she was diagnosed with shared psychotic disorder. What is that? So similar to what you had mentioned earlier, how two people find each other. Mm-hmm. Basically, all it took was for Anissa to meet another little girl struggling with mental illness to basically bring out that side of her. Okay. So basically all it took is for Morgan to be like, oh yeah, Slender Man is real. And Anissa, Anissa's like, yes, yes, it is real. And then it's just like she feeds off of yeah. somebody else. So it really is like that odd. So she can be two people. Easy, like easily persuaded mm-hmm. to someone else's point of view. Yeah. And her point of view happened to be pretty far out yeah they get very obsessive Mm -hmm. and can't see past it yeah makes sense so in 2017 anisa pled guilty and the jury found her not guilty by mental disease or defect and with her plea deal she was sentenced to 25 years in the winnebago mental health institute according to newyorktimes.com yeah a really long time Mm -hmm. in 2018 morgan also pleaded guilty and she took a plea deal where she was also found not guilty by mental disease or defect Mm -hmm. she was sentenced the max sentencing which was 40 years to life in the winnebago mental health institute So, in September of 2021, however, Anissa Wire, at 19 years old, was actually released after spending four years there. Only four? She was sentenced to 25. Mm Mm-hmm. I never understand how that stuff works. Like, four years in, with a sentence of 25. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like you get 100% on your paper, and then your teacher, like, puts into the grade book. It's like, you got a D. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, they're basically provisions set in place since they aren't in prison that they were offered, like, I think they were given a set amount of time they had to be there before they could start, like, appealing and asking to be released. Yeah, but four years? So, in a letter Anissa wrote requesting her release, she said, quote, I have exhausted all of the resources available to me at Winnebago Mental Health Institute. If I am to become a productive member of society, I need to be a part of society, end quote. The provisions of her release required her to live with her father, 24-7 GPS monitoring, and continuing her psychiatric treatment, according to NBCNews.com. She has monitored internet use, no social media, and must adhere to taking all medications prescribed. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty intense. She planned to pursue higher education and continue to work on herself. So essentially, it is still like she's there. She's monitored. She has caseworkers who take her to and from her appointments. Yeah. She's not allowed to 
do anything freely, but she is now allowed to get a job and Mm -hmm. go to school again and stuff like that. Morgan has tried to appeal her sentencing, but as of 2021, she has been denied. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. As for Peyton, she has moved on and is ready to put the situation past her. In her 2019 interview with ABC's 2020 episode titled The Wicked, she was asked what she would say to Morgan, and her reply was, quote, I would probably initially thank her. I would say, just because of what she did, I have the life I have now. I really, really like it, and I have a plan. I didn't have a plan when I was 12, and now I do because of everything that I went through. Currently, Uh, she attends college, and her family is proud to see her become more than just a survivor and is no longer a victim. Yeah. Eric Knudsen, who created the character Slenderman, stated, quote, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin, and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act, according to NBCNews.com. The entire Creepypasta Wiki community also held a 24-hour live stream to raise money for Peyton shortly after the incident as well. That's cool. One of the most important lessons from this story is for parents to discuss what children are doing on the internet with them. Peyton said, quote, Parents need to talk to their kids directly, saying, this is not real, this is fake, end quote, according to abcnews.go.com. Yeah, also, I feel like a lot of parents don't monitor what their kids do online. Mm -hmm. And the internet is so vast that, like, you really, really should, no matter how good your kid is, like, they can accidentally find a lot of bad things on the internet. Yeah, that is... That is what I was saying in terms, I said, the internet has no ends mm-hmm. and what you can get a hold of is limitless. So yeah. it is extremely important to always be open and monitor kids because they do deserve to enjoy the good parts and not be consumed by the dark parts. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to do it. Like there's settings on computers, there's settings on your router, and then also just being open with your child about what they're allowed to do on there, like... And maybe watching over them. Yeah. So. Because that's scary. Like those those girls didn't go looking for that. They found it on accident. Mm-hmm. And then the internet was still pretty early back then. So parents probably didn't know <laughs> what their kids yeah. were getting into. And yeah, it was still pretty sad. new for kids that age yeah. to have such. They had iPads then and stuff like that. So. Yeah. That is sad. Yeah, it is. It's wild to me just how how many factors at play like led to that outcome. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Is that all? Yes, that is everything I have. <laughs> all right. Well, if you guys want case sources or want to watch those videos, like Avery said, it will be down below. Yeah, definitely. I recommend go checking it out and watching that 2020 episode because... There's so much information. It was so hard to try to streamline it all because there, there is a lot going on in this case. Yeah. All right. I guess we'll move on to the question of the day. Sounds good. All right. So the question of the day slash week is, what was your favorite subject in school? Could be college, high school, 
probably that's <laughs> junior high not really you are but um i'm gonna go based off of middle school and high school a little bit I've, honestly it's like why does it feel so hard to remember things from back then <laughs> i don't even i know i'm not even that old but like i'm like do i even remember what i liked you just move on with life yeah <laughs> Like you're you're allowed to have a favorite. <laughs> you don't just have to do it all. No, um, I think it was history and English. Mm-hmm. I remember going through phases of like really liking history more or liking English. I think it was history. For some reason, that's what I have the most memories of. Mm-hmm. I really loved when I took European history and like. Learning about World War One and World War Two are always really interesting to me because I grew up having visited a lot of famous sites. So when I learned about them as I got older, it was like crazy to be like, oh my gosh, I've actually Tying been there and together. seen that. Yeah. yeah. And then um, when I learned about U.S. history, I was really excited because I lived in Virginia at the time. Mm-hmm. So I got to go visit like Colonial Williamsburg and some other civil war sites. So I, I think I really appreciated going to see the physical locations and then knowing what I knew about them. Being able to tie it all together. Yeah. I just found history very interesting. I always did. My dad's a big history buff. So I was going to say your dad probably had some help with that. Some influence. (laughs) Hence the reason we traveled to all those places. (laughs) So I just remember looking back, like I took all like AP history classes in high school Mm-hmm. I couldn't get enough of it then. So I would say history, I think. English was a close second. I really liked certain books we read, like The Great Gatsby and stuff like that. It was always one of my favorite things to do mm-hmm. in class. But yeah. Nice. What was your favorite subject? <laughs> I was on the opposite spectrum. Uh-huh. I, I know. <laughs> so I love history now. Like I've read quite a few history books. But back then, not my thing because it was so dry. So dry. I always had really good teachers, which yeah, definitely changes. It. I mean, they weren't bad, but they didn't help the case. Mm-hmm. They taught it. So, yeah, just did not really pique me, pique my interest <laughs> back then. But uh, I really liked chemistry a lot, chemistry, physics. But then the one that really caught my eye was uh, economics. Mm. That was my that was my bread and butter. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I took, yeah. I like I was I looked forward the whole year to that AP test at the end of the year because I was like excited to kill that. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like a weird thing. I feel like as you get older, there are some tests you're really excited to take Mm -hmm. when you're really prepared for it. Just to like prove yourself. Yeah, this is my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I loved economics. And then in college, I loved it even more. Like I had a really cool economics teacher because in high school, you take microeconomics and then in college i took macro so i got to see both sides of it and uh i loved it i took economics in college i took two different economics classes yeah i took a health focused one and a generic one mm-hmm. i took them <laughs> <laughs> dylan's right, well. always been into the more in-depth interesting things to me like we are very different in what our educational learning preferences were yeah (laughs) but i think that's how we balance each other out 
Anytime he tries to tell me something about that, it's all news to me. So I learn a lot. <laughs> yeah, let us know what uh what you guys were interested in. It's always fun to hear. Yeah, yeah. There's so much, and it's really cool how there are like you know like the four generic subjects. But once you you know get into college or mm-hmm. even just learning on your own, like there's so much you can do online now that you don't even need to be in school. Yeah. It's crazy how deep you can get with like very specific subjects and it's really cool. It is. We love to learn over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never stop. Mm-mm. Alrighty. Well, I believe that's all. That's everything for this week. Yeah. We hope you have a nice week, a safe week. And if you want to go check out any case sources or pictures from today, go check out our social media site. Yeah, you can follow our True Time page on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. That's at True Time Podcast. And then if you want to follow our personal life more closely, you can follow Avery's personal pages on Instagram and TikTok, and that's at Avery E. Hamill. So go check us out. We post our trips. We live our life. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And if you want to check out our affiliate links, those are down below. Sometimes we choose something special for like the Amazon one. So last week we talked about our favorite books. You can check out our last week's podcast if you want those links. So you can look at those. We'll probably link something different this week. Avery always chooses. So check out the Amazon link. And then we're also affiliated with BarkBox. So we have an affiliate link with them. If your dog loves toys or treats. Yeah, go treat them because it's been super fun letting Kai pick out his favorite like food pouches. I did that the other day. Unfortunately, BarkBox is not for cats, but we kind of made it our own. And um, I like laid out a different pack of food and let him pick. And it was (laughs) really cute. So I feel like if you guys get BarkBox, you could do the same with your dogs like let them pick a treat they want because it comes with like two treats and like two different toys so it would be really cute and if you like videoed that and i could see it it'd be really cute (laughs) (laughs) but yeah go treat your pup go check out our bark box link we would be so appreciative because any purchase you do make does support true time yeah yeah i think that's all that is it have a good week and we will talk to you next monday all righty goodbye everyone bye